So Paul says, everything that is illuminated becomes a light. And he said, this is why it's said, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. You see, there's two kinds, two kinds of death that the Bible talks about. The Bible talks about physical death, and the physical death is, is one in which all of our lives are heading towards that. All of our lives are heading towards the physical death which leads us to have to make some decisions. But the Bible also talks about a spiritual death. And right here, the Apostle Paul is saying, when that light is illuminated and you become a light, you you become resurrected. You rise from the dead, from that spiritual death. It's a resurrection just as Jesus was raised from the dead, so are we raised from our spiritual death. And And that Christ will shine on you. Isn't that a beautiful passage of Scripture there? Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. And so if you're going to follow the example of God, you walk in the way of love. And then Paul says you live as children of the light. Now in verse 15, he, he says one more, one more factor in following the, examples, the example of God. In verse 15, he says, be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Now that idea of making the most of every opportunity, in the original language, it, it has more to do with, with time. And so what Paul is saying there is, if you're gonna follow God's example, you need to make the most of your time. Make the most of your time. You see, sin is deceptive. Sin never satisfies, and sin always wastes our time. And so Paul says, be careful. Another way to look at that word, be careful, is be intentional. Be intentional with how you live your life. You see, to grow with God, you have to set God as a priority in your life. And I know a lot of people who have good intentions. In fact, a lot of people live intentionally in many aspects of their lives. They live intentionally with their families. They live intentionally with their jobs and their careers. They live intentionally with their money. But yet they just drift spiritually. And Paul calls us to live intentionally with how we live spiritually. You see, you never drift into godliness. And in all the years of my ministry, I've had a lot of people come to me to talk about their sins, but no one has ever come to me with the problem saying something like, I have a big problem. I've accidentally started following God. (laughs) No one's ever come to me with an addiction problem saying, I I have, I'm really been struggling. I've got this addiction. I just, I just can't stop spending time with God. That's a problem said by no one. You have to be intentional to grow with God. And Paul says in verse 17, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Now in verse 18, he says something here that seems kind of random. It it almost seems out of place. He says, oh, by the way, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. It, it seems kind of random and out of place for Paul to put that here. You'd think he would have put it back with the immorality and the impurity and the greed and the wine and the alcohol, right? 
But he brings it in here. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Debauchery. And it seems random, but I think he brings it up because there's two ways to deal with life's pressures and problems and issues. Some people run to alcohol. And I think the word alcohol there, we can make reference to really any kinds of, kinds of, of sins that we run to, to escape this life, to lessen our pressures. And people run to many things. Some people run to alcohol. Some people run to drugs. Some people run to, to busyness and overworking or pornography or whatever it is that you run to, to escape this life, to bring relief to your life. But then Paul says, Rather than running to that stuff, be filled with the Spirit. I liked what this preacher I was listening to named J.D. Greer said. He said, people go to alcohol for the same reason they come to God, because they're looking for comfort and relief. The difference is alcohol is a depressant, and it makes us less aware, at least temporarily. But the Spirit of God reveals the realities of God in our lives. And so alcohol, or those sins that we run to to escape, they bring, they bring some temporary relief and they help us forget temporarily. But the Spirit of God helps us remember. The Spirit of God helps us remember God's hope and God's peace and God's comfort in our lives. The Spirit of God helps us remember that God is bigger than our worries. And so Paul says, run to the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit in your life. Because the Spirit pulls us closer to God and the things of God. And so run to God and His Spirit rather than the things that pull us away from God. And then Paul wraps up his thinking here. He says in verse 19, Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, sing and make music in your heart to God. And one thing I'm thankful for there from the Apostle Paul I think Michael Hansen and I agree on this, is he says, sing and make music in your heart. He doesn't say that you have to do that out loud, you see. <laughs> because I'll speak hymns and psalms and spiritual songs into your life, but I probably won't sing them to you. So. But we need that. We need that encouragement. We need to lift these things up to one another. We need the encouragement for ourselves and we need the encouragement for one another. We need to encourage one another as we, as we live this life to follow God's example. To help one another as we, as we strive to follow God's example and walk in the way of love and live as children of the light and make the most of our time. We need to encourage one another and remember the spiritual things in our lives. The hymns, the songs, the psalms, the songs of the spirit and those things. And then Paul concludes his thoughts by saying, and always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can we do that now? We stand with me and let me pray over us. Father, we just stand here this morning to give thanks to you. I'm so thankful that, uh, that I'm here able to share your word. Lord, I'm thankful for your word. I'm thankful that, that you give us encouragement, that, that you renew our minds and our hearts, that we can depend on you, Lord. Help us to remember that. Help us to encourage one another to live for you in all things. 
Father, I thank you for, for how you give to us, how you take care of our needs, how you are reliable and faithful to us. We thank you for your grace and your forgiveness. Thank you that you love us, Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. This message was preached at Shore Community Church in Auckland, New Zealand. You can find out more about their teaching at www.shore.org.nz. Thank you.